Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator today. You know me. They call me Carol. Sometimes they call me Coach K. Uh, most folks, though, will come to know me as the Growth Alchemist. <laughs> today, I am here. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege. We've got one of our unique one-on-one uh, -on -one podcast episodes. If you haven't tuned into those, you can go all the way back to the beginning uh, and you'll find some, and then you'll find the update to those probably around podcast number 85 or so. Uh, but today we have the special privilege and honor of uh, giving you a little bit of uh, insight into the one, the only man they call the sounds of blackness. Whoa. Now you took it flat. See, you say we're going to go there, but that's all right. <laughs> so uh, I'll take it. <laughs> also known as Mr. Kenneth, I won't give you his middle name, uh, Imegabo. Yeah. Um, and we're going to give you some insight into the newest member of the 13th floor. Um, man, we're excited. Uh, this, this guy, he's got a whole lot um, to offer to the listeners, uh, a whole whole lot to offer to the 13th floor and and he's got big things ahead of him uh we know it um so uh as we proceed to give you what you need mr kenneth and megabo what's up sir ah uh, nothing much man been running around all day but um feeling good happy to have caught this car I'm, i literally probably got in around 10 15 minutes ago and set up and now i'm here so i'm happy happy to be here oh that's okay man look i got in five minutes ago oh so Okay. Yeah, man. Absolutely. A absolutely. This is what we do, man. It's yeah. okay. It's all good. Um, you know, the 13th floor. We don't give out access codes too often, man, but you're definitely worthy. So we're excited to have you here. So appreciate it, man. So tell tell the listeners your name. Uh, tell them where it comes from. Oh, okay. You're taking it back there. So uh, name, obviously, Kenneth, straight American. <laughs> you know, Kenneth is a very American name. But when you move on to the Ikena middle name, Megabo last name that is Nigerian. The reason for that is uh, my father's Nigerian, mother is Guyanese, so I am a Nigerian American. That's a Nigerian, a Nigerian wow. American, a Nigerian American. Yes, yes. Uh, for those of you out there that may have a, a, a similar uh, split. Uh, there you go. You you now yeah. just uh, found out how to break that down. You don't need twenty three and me. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian all the way, man. American nice. because of where. Nice. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. So, uh, unlike the other one on one shows, I'm gonna have to give you guys a little bit of background because you guys got to learn a little bit about the fellas. So Kenny and I go back uh, probably to mid '90s um, at the U. Um, of course, you know, we always keep the U uh, family uh, rolling through the 13th floor. Um, Kenny's going to be a resident, though. So, uh, man, so talk to us, man. So we, I think when I got there, you might have been a sophomore or a junior? Sophomore. Sophomore. Um, and, uh, man, Kenny is from Strong Island. Originally. Uh, Brooklyn originally 
yeah, Strong Island. <laughs> I haven't said that in a long time because now I live in Queens. So, yes, yeah. Strong Island. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, see, I didn't even know that you were originally from Brooklyn, man. So, you know I was born in Brooklyn, right? Same, same. Nice. Yeah. Wow. East 21st in Dorchester. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm an I'm a East Flatbush kid, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Nice. Kings Highway, Snyder Avenue, yeah. in that area. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah, man, I actually went to uh, Flatbush Academy before we moved to uh, to New York. I mean, before we moved to Miami. Okay. So that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So how many siblings, man? So three siblings, and it's a beautiful setup. It's actually two boys, two girls. Um, my family is very unique in that way where we uh, – my parents are cool because there's two siblings. So my initials, K-I-E. My youngest sister, her initials, K-I-E. Got a brother, Mike, M-C-E. And my oldest sister, Melissa, M-C-E. So two boys, two girls, and we're each sharing uh, initials together with each other. My parents did that by, you know, on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what was that like growing up, man? So three siblings, uh, Guyanese, Nigerian, but in America. So what was that like growing up? Uh, so the cool thing I'll tell you really quick is that um, with my siblings, the way it's set up is we actually really got along really well. Every single one of us. Um, every single one of us got along very well with each other you know no being ever growing up people always were like Yo, you guys remind me of like the cosby's you know the way you guys all get along so that's if you ever want to think about the dynamic of my family was growing up think of the cosby show before like now cosby you know like, right 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 back when back with back with the cosby back show back, cosby. back back when it was still cool yeah back um, when it was still cool to be affiliated with uh anything cosby yeah, yeah nice so man look i'm not gonna let you off that easy man because i still want to know what it was like growing up in that household so you didn't just have island in the Guyanese which is not really an island but we consider it the island an island um, Caribbean, yeah yeah we consider it Caribbean um, but then you also had the the African background as far as Nigeria so what was that like as far as discipline and, and things like that in the house oh I was going there I was definitely gonna go there um, so it's funny the way that my house was growing up um, which makes me who I am today and who I've been, you know, since you've known me is, um, you know, when you come into my house, you might as well feel like you're stepping into Nigeria because that's how my house was run. My father didn't do anything any other way. Um, he wasn't trying to be American because that's not what he was. Um, you know, my mother, Guyanese, that's what she was. So I, everything that I did growing up, raised the way that I was, is the way that my father was raised back in Nigeria. That's my, that was my upbringing. So you want to know what it was? Was it strict? Yes. Was it disciplined? Yes. Did you have to achieve? Oh, hell yes, you had to achieve. Um, you know, but then there was also that caring, loving side that we had. You know, like I said, we all got along. Sundays, we all sat around the table for Sunday breakfast, um, you know, just chopped it up. And having all those different personalities, my parents, because um, both my parents, uh, both doctors, you know, my siblings, really smart. So we always had conversations that really circled around like whatever topic was going on in someone's head you just start talking about it and we we just all joined in offered our opinion it was real great to have those kind of you know diverse opinions on things nice nice all right so we're gonna fast forward a little bit go so you've just graduated high school yep um you've applied to colleges and you get accepted to the university of miami what made you pick miami uh you 
you have been there, right? <laughs> you've been, you've, you've, you've I, been there, right? Bruh. I, I, I've Bruh. been there. But <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> um, no, it was it was um, you know out of all the schools, I wasn't really um, like a New England State kind of guy. Those those old school classic kind of colleges. I like the kind of colleges that you know coming from New York. I like something that's kind of fast paced, upbeat. Um, there's always something to do, lively. So that's what I really was attracted to when I went to um, Miami. I really liked that about it. There was so much, so it was really diverse and it was really fast paced. That was I think the thing that got me the most was like how fast things were and how cool things were. And of course the weather, well, the weather was beautiful, except when I got there. Cause I got there the same time hurricane Andrew got there. That was my, that was my welcome to Miami was hurricane Andrew. Right. 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 So you guys had, um, like your year was delayed, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually when I got there, they actually made us sleep. I, I remember so clearly they made us sleep in the hallways when the hurricane hit. Uh, we put down our hurricane shutters. Um, I got about three of those ripped off. I remember sleeping in the hallway. Um, and when I was sleeping in the hallway, you slept right outside your door. This is so clear to me. You slept right outside your door. And I remember I was sleeping and all of a sudden, like I'm sleeping on the floor, I start touching the ground. And I'm like, yo, why does it feel like somebody like peed on the floor over here? Like, what the hell is all this? So what happened is I opened the door to my room, hurricane shutters were ripped off. I'd say about three of them. Water was pouring into my room. So it was flooded on the ground. It, luckily, I had stuff. We had to put all our stuff on top of, uh, you know, the beds and everything what else. But that was my welcome to Miami. Hurricane Andrew. Son of a wow. Wow. Well, hey, it got better from there, right? It got better. Oh, so yeah. what did you major in when you first got to Miami? <sighs> wow, that was so long ago. Um, uh, psychology. Psychology. I majored in psychology and... Um, uh, I think I stuck with that. And the reason that I did stick with majoring in psychology was because I thought that, you know, I was always, I'm always fascinated with the mind and the brain and the way things work and the way people, why people do the things that they do, um, why they don't do the things that they do and how I can help people from a place that's comes from more of a, that comes from a cerebral place and understanding. Cause I think that, and I guess that's kind of leads into fast, fast forward to how I am now. Um, when you're helping people, when you're trying to um, do stuff for people, you want to make sure that you come, up, come from a place of understanding and not just what like, well, the way I was raised, this is the way you're supposed to be. So I was always fascinated with the, with the mind and the way that it works. Right. All right. So let, let, let's get to some exciting stuff here, right? Go. So that wasn't exciting? At Miami, at Miami, psychology. I mean, that was all exciting. I was kidding. I was kidding. Go ahead. The, the people <laughs> want to know more, right? Go, go, so, get it, get it. So... At Miami, psychology, um, and you kind of laid the groundwork for this, right? So fast-paced, right? Uh, and so much to do, South Beach, um, just the city itself. You get in, into a little bit of promoting. Uh, a lot of it. <laughs> you can say a lot. <laughs> a, lot a lot of promoting. A lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of extracurricular activities. A lot. Uh, things start to go awry. Good right. word. Good we're word. Talking about, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So we're in about 1996. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, talk about a fun time. Um, uh, just so we'll, we'll cover just some real, some real light ones. 
Um, one, I remember us being on South Beach and we were promoting, I think we did promotion for DJ Epps at the time. All the time. Yep. Um, shout out to Epps and 210 Jack. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah, I just took you back with that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> yeah, I remember those guys. Yep. Yeah I, st- yeah. I still hear him too. I still hear Epps on the radio. Yep. Yeah. So we're supposed to be handing out flyers. Uh, we're not going to say what we did with the flyers, but um, we, we end up promoting it. It's time to go home. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And uh, we're leaving and we see a gentleman riding by us on a bike um, who didn't have some kind words to say. And all of a sudden he pulls out a gun and he starts shooting. <laughs> and uh, somehow we end up on in, in the car uh, not harmed and we're out of there like man should we turn back around and run this guy over uh, and we didn't do that we decided no. to keep going um, wow. we had a we had a, a infamous road trip that was a last minute road trip uh, three guys going up in a, in a Mitsubishi Eclipse seemed like a good <laughs> idea at the time uh, Wow, Carol, you going? You going? You doing this? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Four, go ahead. Four, four, four grown men coming back uh, in the Mitsubishi Eclipse, which was an even worse idea. With but luggage. anyway, as with, I said, with, with luggage going, and stuff. Yeah, with luggage and stuff, right? Uh, but as I say, things are going a little bit awry, uh, and I think we were in July uh, shortly. Uh, I think it was your birthday. And shortly after that, um, man, you were leaving, right, to go back to New York um, yeah. because things were going a little bit awry. So what was that time like for you? When you say, let me make sure I'm clear, everything you just said, because that was awesome. All of that time was awesome. I don't regret a second of what happened, all that stuff. You forgot the part where you and I did a road trip and we rode and I drove your stick shift car. You forgot the time when you were driving and that car, you saw it in the rear view coming up behind us. You said, yo, we're about to get hit. And it was somebody <laughs> drunk and they smashed into the back of like you. There's a lot of stuff we did. And I can't say that I regret a second of it, bro. Not a second. Right. So when you say no, a ride, no. when you say a ride, you know what? I, I could say that I feel like I might've been living my best life in Miami. So when I was saying this stuff about promoting too, I think I did a little more promoting than I did going to class. I can't even lie to, to be very honest. And speaking as a grown man now, yes, I did. Yeah, I, and, and, yeah. and here's the thing, right? Because this is the part where um, you probably get into a little bit about what you do now, right? Sure. Because we, what was happening, right? If, if, if from, from my perspective, right? And you can tell me if, if I'm kind of spot on. And this is what happens to a lot of people that go to college. You go to college and you're doing things because it's what your parents want you to do. Correct. Meanwhile, while you're in college and you're starting to discover the things that you love and actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to that kind of crossroads. And I think even though we were promoting and doing things like that, in the end, it all came down to having a love of seeing people enjoy life and enjoying mm-hmm. life and trying to help people get to that best life. Indeed. Um, and you get to a crossroads. So you end up um, going back home because, you know, the parents at the time feel like, man, what are you doing? This, this, isn't, uh, this isn't what we sent you down there for. Not at all. Um, they were tight. Right. <laughs> Not at all, right? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. They didn't even so understand why I wanted – they, they didn't even understand why I wanted to stay down there 
at all because I wanted to stay. I one million percent want to stay. Yeah. They were like, "Nah, you're done." Yeah. yeah, done, done. This is what what, what is this foolishness you are doing? <laughs> um, right. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, man, I, and the reason why I want to go here is because I feel like, look, e- every episode is one where we can help other people that are probably going through the same thing. I know that's happening to this day. Uh, oddly enough, just probably three weeks ago, um, I spoke to somebody that's a current student there, um, and he's going through this crisis where he's about to graduate in biomedical engineering. Um, and feels like he's a failure. Like he didn't do everything he should have done there um, because of what his GPA is and because of the pressure his, his parents are putting on him. Mm-hmm. But what do you ultimately feel you learned from going through that? And how did that shape you moving forward? So um, like I'll even take it back to what we were just saying, the way that I was raised. So I was raised in a house, like I said, like Nigeria. People don't under- know about Nigerian customs and the way that people do things in Nigeria. It's very, you know, it's very strict. It's very, you know, expectations are like through the roof of the roof of the roof. Like you need to be successful in everything you do and every single thing you do, you need to be successful. You need to be a high achiever. You need to be the best at whatever it is. Um, so that's a lot of pressure. Um, but then when I went to the U, it was just that. I was like, I was like, wait, freedom? Nope. No parents? No. I, I could go to South Beach every single day, just every day, you know, because I was the kind of person that I'll say like the union, if I <laughs> probably if I wasn't on South Beach, I might, I probably was in the union a lot. So, um, like I said, the classes, yeah. Um, but what I learned from that is that you have to, you have to create some type of balance. I did not, I didn't have a balance. Um, I really was, I was loving the life of the U. I loved everything about it. I loved every, you know, all the people that I interacted with. And what that showed me for now is um, if you don't find that balance, um, you know, you're, you are setting yourself up for a, a, a down the road of hardship, you know? And, I, and, you know, the beauty is that I had still had the support of my parents. You know, they might've been like, you're messing up there, but you're gonna come back and do something, whatever. And I achieved, of course, achieved excelled everything i needed to do when i came back and kind of got myself regrounded um in who i was but i also can look back and even how you just went down memory lane with me you know everything you spoke about man it just made me smile because i was like i remember that i remember that that was awesome that was great that was great so i don't regret anything i did um i could have probably planned out how i executed a lot of things differently or manage my time differently because I was like I'd be at South Beach I'd come back and I probably was at South Beach with you Carol <laughs> and then I'd come back with you and then I'd be ready to go to class and someone be like yo we're about to go to South Beach I'm like and I would just hop go right back to South Beach right after I came back to campus so I think wow. I could have probably you know been like all right I, I got my fill hanging out with Carol you know like we were out there we did our thing we chilled went up in the club, we did whatever. And then that was it. But I, I, I kind of really was drawn a lot to that life, that South Beach, Miami life, a lot. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, man, I, I think for a lot of island kids, a lot of um, kids that originate from, from the, the continent of Africa, um, there's this pressure. And it's almost like you're in this boot camp until you leave and go to school. And then all of a sudden you experience this freedom 
And it's one thing that like today I would challenge parents on is that, look, that balance starts before you leave home. Because when you have that imbalance, you don't know how to deal with it once you now can make decisions on your own and you're not under the watchful eye of the parents 24 seven. Um, and you don't know how to deal with that. So you don't know how to strike that balance. So. Yeah, but you know, but you, you know, but you know, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. The, the hard part about that. And I kind of see the road you're going down. A lot of parents that come from like Africa, Nigeria, they, number one, they don't, they don't, at least back then, I don't know how it is now, but back then they don't know how to allow you those freedoms because all they know is what I said, succeed and achieve, do your best, be the best. I would come home from school. I remember in high school, I would come home and be like, oh, I got the highest grade in the class. I got like a 98. What's my father's response? Why didn't you get a hundred? You know? So right. they, don't, they don't really see that balance. So I get it. And, and having conversations now with my father is our it's so different than it was back then. I couldn't talk to him about things the way that I do now because he was just like, succeed, achieve. I send you to school to be successful. That's it. That's all. Um, right. So, so it's, it's hard to strike that balance and you can't really have that conversation. And then when you try to say that to parents, and I'll use my father as an example. If I try to tell him, you know, dad, you have to lighten up. You have to be calm. He'll be like, what? I'm your father. I'm, where I'm from, we do it this way. And that's the way you're going to do it. I don't want to hear anything else. There is no other way. So I don't know if that's exactly where you're going, but that's what, that's, that's what I remember. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely on it, man. I, I, just, I just feel like it's funny to think about how long ago that was. And then I get a call from a current student there, you know, expressing to me about how, you know, his parents wanted him to be an engineer and he doesn't want to be an engineer. And, you know, he's got this, let's just call it a 2.85 and, you know, biomechanical engineering he feels like he's a failure and i'm just like dude like yep, really uh, really you got a two point you got a 2.85 in biomechanical engineering how many people did you see that look like you in that building when you were studying and but he's like none but that's you but that's you saying that right your, your parents they don't care about who else is in that building they don't care about that person they're like am i that person's parent am i that person's parent i'm your parent and it's about yeah, that's you. truth that's truth that's, that's, yeah. truth, truth. Yeah. uh but he's graduating Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like I told him, I said, hey, man, they don't point, they don't print GPAs on degrees. In, your, in, in an African parent's mind, they do. They do. <laughs> See, part, part of it boils down to also the parent. It's true. It is. The parent wants to have the ability mm -hmm. to say at parties, at when they meet people, oh, my son, how, you know, how's he doing? Oh, he's great. He's the best. He's doing this. He goes to this school. He's doing that. They want that. A lot right. of it is like, you know how like parents have that bumper sticker on their car? My child is on the honor roll at yep. whatever. So the world could see him. African parents, at least my parents, wanted the ability to verbalize that at any moment about yeah. all of their children. Yeah, absolutely, man. To to totally understandable. Um, and it's like, even now, um, you know, my parents are prideful about what position I hold, you know, what I'm doing. Yep. Um, I'm sure your parents are too. They're just like, oh, our son does blah, blah, blah. All the time. And, and, and since we're on that, what do you do now? What, what, what is your nine to five? And then what is your aspiration outside of your nine to five? Sure. My nine to five actually is a, uh, it's a continuation of who, what my aspirations are. So my nine to five, obviously I'm holding down nine to five. I am a, a career advisor and a business developer at a college here in New York city. 
Um, and as well as maintaining what my passion is, is my passion is that I facilitate workshops. I love doing workshops. I love standing in front of groups of people going back to, you know, you said the lessons that you learn. I learned a lot of lessons in Miami. I learned a lot of lessons when I came back from Miami. I learned a lot of lessons prior to Miami. Um, and I always learned that, you know, if you're given so much because I can't fault my parents, they want the best for me. And that's a beautiful thing. And I always feel like if you're given so much to, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. So I always want to make sure I give back as much as was given to me because I know that there's, and I've actually worked with that population. Um, I've worked in the education field probably for my whole career, mostly focusing on youth development. Uh, and what I've come to see is there's a lot of young people out there that look like you and me that have never experienced some of the things that we take for granted, you know, being people who've gone to college in Miami or just college in general or experienced the world. I've had people where, you know, young people come along and, you know, I remember I took a, a group of high school students from the school I worked at in Brooklyn to um, upstate on a bus. And I remember I'm on the bus with them and they started going crazy. And I'm like, yo, you guys need to calm down. They're like, yo, yo, Mr. Kenny, Mr. Kenny, yo, what's that? What's that out there? I look out the window and when I looked out the window, you know what they saw? They saw cows, simple stuff, cows. And that was like, it blew their mind that they saw cows and they saw all this farmland that we were passing. So I think about those moments like that. And it reminds me all the time, like, yo, to me, you see a cow, of course, a cow, everybody sees a cow. Everybody doesn't see cows. Everybody doesn't experience certain things. So then I think of all the stuff that was given to me by my parents. And I share that with a lot of the people that I work with and it proves to be quite valuable with them, especially. So again, my aspirations, Workshops, trainings, uh, professional and personal development, my nine to five career advisement, which kind of ties into that, as well as business development, finding jobs for people, helping them get placed in jobs, helping them feel confident going into interviews and doing jobs. So um, a lot of counseling. That's, 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 that's the circle of my, my background. Nice. Uh, two, two more things we're going to cover um, yep. before we go, man. So I know family is really important to you. Million percent. Um, you know, you have your wife, you have your 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 two kids, your yep. two be beautiful kids. Um, man, if you guys see these kids, it's it's amazing to see their interactions with a brother and sister. It's yeah. amazing to see Kenny um taking them to the different things they do, whether it be baseball, um, I think your daughter does dance, right? A little bit. So we got baseball, the boy, yep. baseball, basketball soccer um he's in the gifted talented program so he's always doing some kind of extracurricular something daughter does swimming tap ballet and salsa uh i think she probably wants to do something else um and then in addition just to the different family stuff that we do because so my wife she's puerto rican and dominican so our kids you say you want to talk about a mix of me our kids are Puerto Rican, Dominican, Nigerian, Guyanese, Americans, and they speak Spanish fluently. Yeah. So wow. family, so yeah, family's uh, big. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Um, I know at least two uh, years in a row now, I know you spent some extensive time in Puerto Rico. Oh, so what is, what, what, what is that like? Um, Puerto Rico. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, I always, I, I said to, I always remember saying to my wife, when I first went there, you know, I felt like, you know, I was new to the place, didn't really know what was going on, felt a little bit, you know, like, all right, I'm just going here, checking things out. And, and 
it's funny because they thought that I was pretty quiet when I went there. And I remember that they always used to be like, is he okay? Is he okay? He's so quiet. And I kind of was getting used to the thing, man. Now I go to Puerto Rico every single day and I don't care. I, I'm, I love it. And so we go there. And the beautiful thing is because my wife has a lot of family there. Um, she's also very big on family. So we make sure that we keep our kids aware of who they are outside of just being these two cool kids from Queens, you know, the two cool kids from Queens with a pretty interesting background, you know, and like family that they have behind them and they need to know who these people are, you know, so that's what we do. Man, that's, that's, that's a beautiful, um, not just a story, man, but a commitment um, on the part of you and your wife to make sure that they know both sides of their family. I mean, there's just so much history there yeah. that, Man, I mean, they, they're at an advantage compared to a lot of other kids that don't have that mixture. Um, and it's really cool, man. I mean, a lot of times, uh, like I follow Kenny on social media and, you know, you'll see him walking the kids to, to whatever uh, activity they have. You'll see him picking them up. You'll see. It's just hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got to put some more stuff out there because I, I feel like I kind of am keeping them to myself a little bit recently. So. I'll share uh, well, we don't know why you're being selfish, man, but absolutely, man. Hey, that's the type of stuff that they say black fathers don't do, right? Yeah. Um, so absolutely, um, there are people out there do, doing it. And um, man, just, just to see their personalities and you can kind of see, you can see Kenny. I don't really know his wife that well, but you can see Kenny and then you can see the things that are, must be his wife for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty awesome to see. Uh, all right, man. So we're going to cover this and then we'll close this thing out. Go. So recently, and you can tell me, I think it's been about two years. Um, you recommitted yourself to the gym. Oh, okay. That makes me and, happy. Yes. Yeah. That makes you happy. Right. You guys hear the, you guys hear the response, the, the reaction that makes him happy. Yeah. So how has that impacted your life? And what do you think that's done for you at this point in, in your life? Sure. So, man, you just you just struck a happy coin. It's funny because I knew I had to get on this this podcast at nine. And I was trying to get my stuff. I told you I got home like at 10 minutes. I usually lay my stuff out for the gym for the next morning, uh, the night before, because I get there. I'm at the gym every day, five o'clock in the morning. That's 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 my time, because I think the the most efficient and effective use of my time in the gym is five o'clock in the morning. I've gone there in the afternoon a bunch of people who want to stand around and take selfies and, and lift five pound weights, like, and then just sit and talk on their phone or text and take up time. So, but for me personally, what has that done for me? It's funny. I used to have, and I'll say, so you said dedicated to the gym. I used to have a membership to a gym. Uh, I can't even say I went more than twice a week. If that within two months, every two months, um, I think every time we were considering uh, canceling that membership. That's the only time I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. And I would go for like a day, then stop going. Um, now that I dedicated myself to going to the gym, obviously it makes me feel fantastic. You know, I feel, I feel like I can do things I've never done before. Um, you know, I used to walk places or lift things. I used to be like, I can't lift that. I'd struggle and hurt the next day or tired. I don't feel that anymore at all. Um, it, it, it's great for the mind, at least for me, what I've noticed is, um, Cause I'm the kind of person that, you know, and I, now that I'm dedicated to the gym, I try my best to, you know, achieve a certain level. Then when I achieve that level, new goal, achieve a next level, new goal, achieve that next level. So what that does for me is mentally, when I say, you know what, Kenny, as long as you can convince yourself, you can lift that or push that or do whatever or run that fast. Um, 
then you could do the next thing after that because now you're doing that and that's regular to you. So that's become like who I am, like me talking to you, walking down the street, waking up in the morning, eating food. That's what it's, you know, becomes like that to me. So I'm like, if I could do that every day, let me try something new. Let me try something new. Translates over to now. I'm talking to you, Carol. How long have you guys had this podcast? You know, now I'm like, I'm part of the podcast. I'm trying to, I tell myself I could do certain things that I never probably thought I could do. And it, and it works because I start getting in here. And that's what I do in the gym because I used to go in the gym and because I couldn't lift something, I would look, look around and be like, mm, I'm going to just leave real quick and slide out. And I would slide out and just tell people, yeah, I went to the gym. Da -da. It's never go. Now I'm one of the people that's cool because now I'm one of the people, people are like, yo, I see you in here all the time. You know, you know how to use this machine. You know, like you show me how you do that thing, you do whatever. And I like that because now it's like, okay, I'm one of those guys now. And I used to be like, how could I get like that? You know, so it's cool to see that I really, um, you know, when you, when you set your mind to something, it sounds so cliche, but it's so on point. When you really set your mind to something, you could really achieve damn near anything you want to do. I've lifted stuff that I'm like, never thought in my life I could lift or gone more reps than I never thought I could go because I, I beat myself here. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, it made me say, I can't, I can't do it. And once I started to struggle a little bit, I stopped. Now when I struggle a little bit, I, you know, I'm not going to curse on the podcast, but you know, I'd be like, if that. Oh, you can't, we, we, we get an explicit rating every week. So oh, well then I tell myself, fuck that. I'm going to lift this. You know, I'm going to lift this for sure. <laughs> I'm lifting this and I'm not leaving until I lift this and at least, you know, throwing three or four more sets. And I tell myself that. And then when I go to stop, I'm yelling at myself in my head. You know, people probably see me. I got the headphones on. They probably think that oh, guy's just chilling. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, can you better lift this fucking thing before you know? And I, and I do it and it feels good to come home and do it. I feel yeah. good, you know, feel good, look good. It's just, you know, so that, so that in addition to doing the workshops and everything I do, I think my new, passion and a new thing that i've created and made part of my lifestyle is going to the gym because the two just go hand in hand at least for me nice man you know what so they say the most successful people have some type of fitness regimen mm. and one of the things that 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 i've been playing around with in my head lately right and eventually this is going to come out in some type of message or whatever but um it's almost like the gym is to psychologically prepare you for the rest of life. Cause if you look at it, the, 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 the action of either pressing or pulling, right? So you're pressing away the things that are not for you and you're pulling in the things that are for you. And it takes a certain amount of muscle memory for you to get to that point of consistently doing that. So you, 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 you have your mind doing that. And you said it, it's a matter of your mind. It's not necessarily your physical um, composition or capability, but it's your, your mental capacity behind that that's driving it. And it's just, a, it's just something to prepare you for the things that you encounter every day. Um, and that's awesome, man. I think, look, in the last two years, um, just watching you go to the gym, it's like I could see that you were on like the cusp of something else coming. And that was why I was just like, oh, now is the time. Let me go scoop Kenny um, and get him here on the 13th floor. Um, get him to come work with the guys because I do feel like you're on the cusp of something bigger that's coming. Uh, man, and, and look, we, we just want to be a part of supporting you with doing that and appreciate do whatever we can uh, to help you get there, man. So definitely appreciate you giving uh, some additional insight, man. And look, ladies and gentlemen, there will be so much more. Um, you don't want to miss it. When I tell you that this is a – Man, it's like free agency, and we got like the number one guy out there. Nice. Um, so uh, we we welcome uh, Kenny to the team, and please definitely leave your comments, 
you know, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, uh, Vimeo, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find us on all those different venues. Um, and please leave us some comments. Welcome Kenny to the team. Um, and you'll be hearing more from him and he doesn't know it, but I'm going to give him a chance to give us the closing message um, before we go. So the mic is yours, sir. The mic is mine. Okay. So let me say, well, this is very uh, impromptu. So what I want to say is, first of all, I appreciate everything you said, man. Um, I've appreciated you for years and that's, that's really how I base my life on gratitude and appreciation um, for the people that are in my life, the people that have come in my life, the people that have left my life. I always try to take a piece of the people that I interact with, be it good, bad, or whatever, and know how to apply it to my life or remove it from my life. So I think that's one of the messages that I want to share with people. And even when I, if anyone ever partakes in my workshops or sees something or anything that I do, one of the things I really want people to come away with saying is, you know what, I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to interact with Kenny because I'm the kind of person that wants to make sure that you achieve and succeed and be the best person that you possibly could be. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks about you. As long as you think that you are the best person that you could be, that's really all that matters because then what happens is that just shines through and it pushes through and you're always gonna be successful once you see it in here and here and here. So don't worry about anybody else. So that's my big thing for people. Just do your thing, be successful in your eyes. Whew. And for those of you that don't know what the here, here and here was, that was the head, that was the heart, and what was the third place, man? Your you eyes. Said, you're here, and with your eyes. With your eyes, yep. Man, powerful, powerful. Uh, as I told you guys, value added addition to the team, and we're looking forward to more. But that's our show here on the 13th floor. Uh, we look forward to the rest of the fellows coming back next week. In the meantime, peace from the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. The 13th floor. The 13th floor.